0: broadcasting from charlotte north carolina on sports byline usa uniting sports fans everywhere this is unpacking it with bryce johnson if god wasn't in my life i really don't know how i would get through it how how i would play this game for the next hour we will unpack sports faith and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. As people, we get caught up in I can do it without allowing God to come and work and actually be the center of it all. Bringing you high-energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. He knows I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be right all the time. But I'm going to continue to love him first and foremost. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson.
1: Welcome to Unpacking It where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today. In just a moment, we will be joined by broadcaster Brian Anderson. He's one of my favorite play-by-play guys, and he works for Turner Sports and and does the, the NBA games, March Madness, and he's also the TV voice for the Milwaukee Brewers. And so he, he does a lot of different sports and he's always uh, interesting to, to talk to. And so uh, looking forward to having him back on the show later on. We'll do our segment, unpack this about Lamar Jackson and this idea of him running and the dangers and the warnings from previous quarterbacks that are advising him and, and kind of the direction that that. He'll, he'll take this year as well as the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, he's a fascinating player, and so I'll share some thoughts on him in just a little bit. Our website is unpackingit.com, and while you're there, be sure to check out our fantasy football book called the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. So if you're a fantasy owner, you need the playbook this year, and it's great for leagues, churches, and basically it's set up to, to take – fantasy concepts relate them to the bible and you can discuss them uh, with your league members some of the topics and and really we just want it to to add more meaning and purpose to your fantasy season and so again you can go to unpackingit.com find out information about this show as well as fantasy football fellowship brian anderson is our guest when we return right here on unpacking it
0: inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews more unpacking it with bryce johnson after this bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world welcome back to unpacking it with bryce johnson
1: This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life. Our website is unpackingit.com. My email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. And toward the end of the show, we'll do our segment Unpack This uh, about the Baltimore Ravens and specifically Lamar Jackson. Uh, but be sure to subscribe to the Unpack This weekday devotional. Uh, that we send out through email, and so you can subscribe for free on unpackingit.com. And joining us right now is broadcaster Brian Anderson. He is a play by play announcer for Turner Sports, calling games for the NCAA tournament, NBA, MLB, and golf. He is also the TV play by play announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers. In college at St. Mary's University, he played catcher on a nationally ranked baseball team. He is also a husband and a father. I'm pleased to be joined by Brian Anderson today on Unpacking It. Brian, thanks so much for coming back on the show. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, Bryce. Always good to be with you, man. Congratulations on all your success,
1: man. Well, I appreciate it. God continues to uh, open up doors for the show, and so we're we're excited and thankful uh, for sure. Well, let, let's let start in the NBA because as, as an NBA announcer, I'm just curious what your thoughts have been regarding all the movement in the league this summer.
2: Yeah, it's been stunning, right? I mean, uh, we it's directly affected me because we um, we went down and taped a golf event with eight NBA players matching up against eight NFL players. And so we went down there and Chris Paul is one of the captains, so the whole show is full of uh, me saying "Houston Rockets point guard Chris Paul." Oh. And two days after the event, when we when we finished recording everything, he gets traded. Oh. So we had to go in and recut a lot of the audio. <laughs> oh, we had to do man. some surgery on the uh, the post production, a little a little post op, uh, cutting out all the areas where I said "Houston Rockets" and uh, you know just called him by either point card or future Hall of Famer. So, yeah, I think there was, uh, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, I'm fascinated by Kawhi going to the Clippers. I think most people felt like he was going to end up in L.A. Hmm. I think most people yeah. felt like he might end up with the Lakers. Uh, but the fact that the Clippers are this team on the rise right now and, and the Lakers have some issues <laughs> – Um, I think uh, that made sense to me once it all went down. Uh, I I felt like Kawhi might stay in Toronto just because of how things went there, and he's beloved there, obviously, won a championship. But I understand you, you, you you get to free agency and you want to be able to go where you want. These players for so long in their careers have no choice, and very few get to the point where they can play, live, work where they want. And uh, Kawhi did that, so good for him, and I don't begrudge any player going uh, going back home or going anywhere he chooses to go. So it's been a lot of news, and it's been fun to follow.
1: Absolutely. no, I've I loved it. It's been fun as a fan. And, and then, so for you, this kind of upcoming season, what's kind of your perspective? Because to me, it seems like now there will be a lot more teams playing on national TV, and so you'll be calling – probably even more, I don't know, variety of teams instead of, you know, oh, it's Warriors every week. It's not necessarily going to be that that way. Is that kind of how you view it? And and do you enjoy that aspect of it where really there's probably 10 teams that are championship contenders?
2: Yeah, I think the league does a pretty good job at at dispersing those national games. I mean, they're, you know, Turner, Turner Sports, so TNT is who I work for on the NBA side. And they, I mean, they have say, but it's really what what the NBA, the teams they want to showcase and when they want to showcase those games. And, you know, they, they groom the schedule to fit into those, in Turner's case, TNT's case, the Thursday night window or later in the second half, the Tuesday, Thursday night window. So, you know, I, I actually I put that on the league a little bit, and I do think they have a lot more options. Obviously the league wants more parity. Um, there is a great debate whether a, a dynasty team is better for the league than a lot of parity. So, I mean, you could make the argument both ways, I think. But I think this year, certainly, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be intriguing to watch. You know, I'm always pulling for more Milwaukee Bucks games because I live in Milwaukee. So (laughs) if I can get the Bucks and the Bulls, you know, playing at the top shelf level, then uh, I don't necessarily have to get on an airplane that much, which is... You know, that's always it's all about my selfish interest right. price at some point. So <laughs> that
1: makes if sense. I
2: can just drive down to Pfizer Forum and do a bunch of bucks games, I'm I'm all for that. But no, I think we're all you know, Kevin Harlan lives in Kansas City. Mm. I live in Milwaukee, we're kinda of in the middle of the country. Marv lives in New York and you know, he's he obviously uh is gonna do the marquee games whenever they come up, so we have a good group that can get anywhere, anytime, and we're always happy to do that.
1: Man, th- those three are studs for sure. Brian Anderson, our guest right now on Unpacking It, broadcaster for Turner Sports, as, as well as the, the voice of the, the Milwaukee Brewers on TV. And, and so you, you mentioned wanting up more Bucks games, and I know you're kind of joking about that, but I was going to ask you. How has your uh, uh, kind of sports fandom changed since becoming a broadcaster? Now, of course, you still get excited about calling games and, and you love sports, but but how has it changed? And and like, what teams did you grow up uh, rooting for and, and and cheering for? And how has that changed over the years?
2: Well, it totally changes once you get in the business, and you know the old saying, "You see how the sausage is made." It kind of changed uh, your. Your taste for hot dogs, right? <laughs> so that's the case with broadcasting and doing this as a profession. Um, you know, I grew up a huge sports fan and I, I was a big follower of the Houston Oilers and the Astros and the Rangers. I kind of rooted for all Texas teams. Uh, I was a big Texas Longhorns fan growing up in Austin, Texas. So I, I had my teams. I actually really, uh, really like the Yankees. Um, the Yankees were on. Felt like they were on every Saturday, the game of the week. You know, back in those days with with Ben Scully and Joe Garziola and um, so I and I loved Don Mattingly, so I, I became kind of a a Texan Yankee fan, which is odd back then. <laughs> yeah. But that was the team I was exposed to the most. So, but once I started working in the game, you know, you realize it's a it's a different level. You're you're here to do a job, and you stop being such a fan like that. Like I would not just go to a game and take my family and park and tailgate, and I just, I mean, I wouldn't do that. not I think that's awesome, and I think people should do that, but mm-hmm. I go to so many games. A fun afternoon for me or evening for me is to sit on my couch and watch <laughs> a World Series game or a big college football game or an NFL game. You know what I mean? So yep. I'm away and in stadiums so much, in arenas so much, I'd rather just, just be at home when I can just because of what I do for a living. So that really changes things. So I, I, I love following the Green Bay Packers. You know, I'm I'm a fan of theirs. I actually over the last uh, three years I started latching on to the Premier Soccer League, so oh. the Premier League. Um, and and I have a friend of mine who has a connection uh, with the Liverpool team. And as you know, they just won the UFC, and it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing to be associated with. I took a trip there oh, uh, three man. years ago and just fell in love with the sport. And what what I tell people is. I can actually be a raw fan of premier league because I know nothing about the sport. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to broadcast it for sure. Yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of what makes one team better than the other, you know, aside from athleticism. So I can just kind of go in blind and cheer for that team and not really be so invested in, you know, all the ins and outs as a broadcaster would, you know, all the prep that we do and the work that we do. So that's actually been kind of fun. i I've, it kind of reminded me when I was a fan when I was a kid of the Oilers and Earl Campbell and Dan Pastorini in that group. And, you know, the Astros when the killer bees were there mm. uh, going to games in the Astrodome, you know, I was a kid. It, it reminded me of that. And I felt like that again. So actually I've kind of, Stop being a fan of most of the sports except for the Premier League right now, which is, which is interesting because I despise soccer for so many years. Oh, I, man. <laughs> I, I was one of those guys that made fun of soccer, you know, like, I can't watch this. Yeah. It's not interesting. But then I saw a game in person, and then I realized the art of it, the beauty of it, and it's not just about goal scoring, you know, it's about runs. And now you can kind of appreciate, oh, wow, okay, I get why people are into this at this level
1: oh man that's interesting well who knows maybe you'll be uh, calling soccer uh, someday as well but it's kind of fun to have a sport that you can be a fan of that you're not necessarily working when watching so uh i understand that. that that's pretty sweet so we're gonna take a quick break but we're just getting started with turner sports broadcaster brian anderson he's been on the show before and he shared all about his faith journey And so coming up, we'll get an update from him and hear all about what God's been doing in his life. We'll hear about his family as well. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Thanks for being with us.
0: Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: We're back here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. UnpackingIt.com is our website. My email, Bryce at UnpackingIt.com. We're in the middle of a conversation with one of the best TV broadcasters in sports. His name is Brian Anderson, and you know him from March Madness, and he's he's with Turner Sports and, and covering the NBA throughout the year as well, calling games for them. And also has done golf in the past, and and really is a versatile broadcaster, and and is the the TV voice for the Milwaukee Brewers. And so, let's continue with Brian right now. And 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 you mentioned fans being on the couch watching sports, and and so that that's where I'm at during March Madness. That's where I'm at during the NBA playoffs, and and listening to you and and watching your games, and. We're, we're halfway through 2019, but you've already called some some memorable games and, and big moments. So, so so far for you, what has been most memorable? And, and I know a couple of games come to mind, Virginia-Purdue and Blazers and Thunder, but but where, where do you come out on that?
2: Yeah, those are the two. I mean, for sure, those are right at the top of the list. Just uh, watch it. I mean, all of Purdue's games that I had been working for Big Ten Network, you know, Purdue just had one of those seasons where just, I don't know some some teams some years. It just feels like you you have so many highlights with that team and so many moments to call. And Purdue uh, was they had a great run, and I was lucky enough to be there for that uh, on a national level for the NCAA tournament. So that's certainly up there. Um, you know I think you know watching the Nuggets kind of seeing them develop throughout the year and having them a couple of times and then to see them make a run in the playoffs and beat the Spurs. And I called game seven of that series and the, the dramatic Blazers Oklahoma city game with Damian Lillard hitting that 37 footer, which I was fortunate enough to call. Yeah, and, oh yeah. You know, you're just, you feel lucky when you're in those moments cause you, you know, you know, you're going to call games, but most games don't have memorable finishes like that. Mm-hmm. You know you feel lucky and you feel a little anxious and nervous when you're doing those. You don't want to ruin those moments either and um that's just the cool part of this job to kind of step back and say, "Wow, you know, and for me, it's always like the humble approach you know i I just I thank the Lord like thank you for putting me here and now, please don't let me mess this up <laughs> with that. you know I've had some mistakes uh throughout the years, and you never want to make mistakes we we all make mistakes, but you know they it happens and so uh that's the other part of it too it's like all right i got to learn from that and be better do that better call that sequence better and you know that's the way we get better we don't try not to let it beat us down but we also don't let those great moments let us get too cocky and get uh get to a position where we think we are above all of it because just being in the moment appreciating the opportunity to be in that moment that's where i'm constantly wrestling to be mentally when I'm calling these games. So when it's over and you look back, it's it's not like you're saying, Well, that that's my favorite game I've ever called. It never feels like that, mm. ever. Um uh, it just 'cause it feels like, you know, during the Roy Halladay No Hitter in mm. two thousand ten. You knew it was just like it was something special and everybody said, Well yeah, that must have been a blast. It was not a blast. It was hard and there was a lot of anxiety and you're trying not to mess it up and you're you know this is like a historical moment that could happen. And then it does happen, and then you do a good job with it, and then it's great. Then you can relax. But thinking about it, I still have memories and feelings and uh, anxiety about, I can put myself right in that. The smells, the sights, the position in the booth, and it's uncomfortable, you know, because, which is not bad. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's a good place to be, is a little bit on edge, you know. I've talked to, like, Navy SEALs, you know. Hmm. I'm not comparing my job to a Navy SEAL, (laughs) but... Having uh, being stretched like that does bring you to a level of concentration. Now, when your life's on the line, that's different. But I I understand that mentality uh, because when you are stretched and you're trying to do a good job and you're in the middle of it, you you do feel stretched, and it's not a comfortable place, and you're trying to make it comfortable. And uh, then when you finish, if your training is – worked and you've kept your mind clear then you feel good about that if you don't then you got to learn from that and get better
1: no it's really neat to hear about and and I even just think about you know how you're feeling and what you're thinking about kind of the moments before the the final call because they always take the the camera and they go right to you and your analyst and all right what's you know what's going to happen on this this final play and you can hear the crowd and the energy and uh, that's that's a big time moment so that's cool to to hear a little insight from Brian Anderson with us right now on unpacking it. And, and and Brian, you talk about you know some of these big calls that you've had and, and, and your notoriety continues to to grow in the, the broadcasting business and, and it's it's been fun to, to kind of watch your career really take off. But but you mentioned the, the word humble and and, and humility. Uh, what is your perspective on success and and fame and 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 kind of the, the way that you've you've seen your career grow. How how do you handle that? How how do you handle some of the changes that have taken place over the years?
2: Well it's not um I think the easy cliche and what you hear a lot is you just gotta you gotta remain grounded and, and, and that's true, but I think you have to work at it also and I'm not perfect, you know, I fall victim uh to that a lot. You know, I think social media feeds into that a lot, good and bad. We all love to hear the praise and read the praise if we do a great job and you know the the negative stuff that comes out it wounds us, you know. We're it's hard to stay above it. And if anybody ever tells you that, oh, I don't listen to that, I don't care what people think, you know, first of all, that's that's a lie. Hmm. Everybody cares what people think, and we're made we're made to care. Like we we care, we want. That doesn't mean we have to follow that rabbit hole and then make it engulf us. But we are made to care because we we should care and. We want to care about what our impact is on people, what what role we're having. So for me, there's like all these layers of it. There's the public side, which me calling a game, you being an audience, absorbing it. Then mm-hmm. there's also the big picture side, like me and my career and my family and supporting my family and, you know, earning a living to pay my mortgage and pay for my daughter's education and all of that. So that's a different thing, yep. which adds different pressure. And then... So then, then there's the piece where you're you're in it with your coworkers and the place where you are and where you've been placed. I, I like to say, at least you know, in my opinion, my faith angle is like I've been placed in this position, and you have to serve the people you work with well. The your analyst, your 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 audio guy, your producer, your director, the the camera operators, everybody. And now, what kind of person are you? Are you working hard, taking the time to know their stories, know, appreciate their craft, their art, know their background. Um, you can't do that with everybody, but, you know, there are moments when you can sit and add 10 more layers of prep or you can talk to a guy that has been with you for an entire playoff run who may be on the other side of the camera and find out what his life's been about and what his challenges are and what his successes are. And so, for me, there's that balance um, and as long as I'm staying in that now moment, yeah. I shouldn't have time to think about my place in this industry, any kind of notoriety, what they're going to say about me when I'm gone. It's hard not to think that way. I'm not saying I'm perfect. It's hard not to think that way. But it, the second that thought comes in, uh, doesn't mean we have to give that thought life. Mm. And that goes for a lot of things. But especially when it's you know, when it's something that is concerning you or maybe the selfish instincts that we all have. I mean, we all go there. We all want the publicity and the positive publicity and people to like us. But if you stay kind of focused in the now on serving everybody else, then you really don't have time to do that. And honestly, you shouldn't have time to think big picture that way because there's always somebody, something to serve in a better way. And that's kind of the way I've gone about it and that really changed for me when I when I found Christ when I was in the late 90s when I was a you know young guy and my thinking was the opposite you know mm. I, it's all about me and I've mm. got to I've got to be the one that makes all this happen um and you know the performance I'm giving or the the job I'm doing is totally on me at all times and everybody else can just take a side seat or a back seat until I'm finished and that changed on a dime and then not until that changed for me mentally and my approach did anything happen in my career so I know I'm at my best even though it's a risky place to go to say to yourself I could spend the next 10 minutes studying more or I could walk across the court and shake hands with somebody that works with us that I don't know yet and let them know how much I appreciate what they're doing and find out a little bit why they're here, and what's what got them to this level? Mm. So that's important to me, and I I want to know people, and I want to know why people are where we are. We're all working together as a crew, usually, or anybody who's there. So that's really important to me, and that's kind of what I try to explain to young broadcasters. And it's really hard though, because I certainly wasn't going to hear that when I was young <laughs> and starting out. I wanted to, it's all about the selfish approach and what how I'm going to make this happen. Mm. Um, but that's really the wisdom from the Lord, really, that I've been able to put in play. And things have happened in my career that I don't have an explanation for. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I deserve any of this, you know. So I just keep doing what I do and trying to serve as many people as I can. And wherever that lands, I need to be okay with it. Sometimes I try to force it my way. Still do, even at 48 years old. Uh, For the most part, I'm trying to serve people every day.
1: Amazing, very encouraging stuff from Brian Anderson, Turner Sports broadcaster with us on Unpacking It and, and really just appreciate the humility and the perspective and, and, and what you said too about not deserving all of this because I think so many times we get caught up in life that, that we're so entitled to, to certain things or jobs or uh, amount of money, but, but when we're humble and just open-handed and appreciative, it, it's just such a different perspective and then we're not so inward focused. We're not so selfish and and me focused. And so, uh, really, really appreciate that. So he's he's Brian Anderson. We're gonna take another short break, but but one more segment with him, and then to wrap up the show, we'll do our segment unpack this about Lamar Jackson. Great to be with you today. Thanks so much for joining us. It's unpacking it. We'll be back. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your fantasy football fellowship playbook today, and each week, read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings on the phone or in person. The FFF playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league, grow in your faith, build deeper relationships with other owners in the league and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at fantasyfootballfellowship.org and find all the details and order the FFF playbook today. That's fantasyfootballfellowship.org. football
0: Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson, unpackingit.com. Brian Anderson. Our guest right now on Unpacking It, broadcaster for Turner Sports. You see him on uh, NBA coverage, NCAA tournament, Major League Baseball, and, and love having him with us here on Unpacking It. And, and so uh, along those same lines uh, that, that you were kind of talking about and taking it maybe a little step further in regards to your willingness to be outspoken about your faith, what is your approach to, to that, and, and what are even some of the challenges – of that that that, as you interact with people and as you represent yourself to people and and you know you you're well known as a broadcaster and all that sort of thing uh but but what is your strategy, I guess in in being obedient to the Lord, but also understanding you know your role as a broadcaster and, and in interacting with a lot of people
2: well i don't think you can take um you know uh, a a wide angle on that and say, "This is my philosophy, this is how i'll do it." I think it has to be case by case and talking to you or if I'm being asked or if I'm in the public at an appearance you know if I'm in an appearance for the brewers or make it an appearance at a golf event for Turner representing Turner Sports you know that's not a pulpit for me to give my opinions Mm. Uh, I'm being paid to be there and I have a job to do and I'm I'm representing the organization and and I try to do it to my, my best ability but if I get offered to speak at a church or, if I, or, you know, wherever, I don't know where it may be, but you have to take each case and say, okay, if I get asked, I'm always willing to talk about it, always, in my faith and my walk. And especially now in the political climate we're in, because, you know, the a movement that is not Christian, and they are aligning themselves with Christianity that's not Proper, in my opinion. And so you have to be very careful what you're going to represent when you say that you're a Christian. And I, I want people to know that I, I believe in Jesus and I believe in a God and a just God, too. But I don't necessarily believe in all the things that you hear from pastors, even, mm. and from those claiming the name of Jesus and claiming Christianity for political gain. So I'm not in on that, and I don't believe that. I don't believe uh, a lot of things that people are claiming right now in the name of Jesus. So that's a hard thing to reconcile, because becoming a much more divided country... and, And I'm a broadcaster who's doing sporting events, right? That's right. So it's not for me to be on the air and give my opinions on bigger picture things like that. Charles Barkley can do it because he's paid to do that. I'm a play by play announcer. Sure. I'm not paid to give my opinions. If I want to pursue that down the road maybe I will, but right now that's not where I am in my life. So, you know, there is a fine line there and and for me it's a pretty clear line of when to talk about my faith and my perspective and my opinions and when not to and when I'm working, when I'm on the job and I'm covering a game, that's not the time to do it. Now when I'm asked about it, walking through the arena or doing interviews like this, I'm more than happy to do that if I'm asked. But if I'm not asked, then I'm not just going to unsolicited offer my opinions.
1: It, it makes sense. It's a it's a good approach. Brian Anderson, our guest right now, on unpacking it, and and you've talked a little bit about this, but but the last time you you joined us on the show, you, you talked about how you 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 want to be an encourager. So so even not necessarily, oh, I got, you got to be outspoken every minute, but the fact that you can love people well and, and be an encourager to people day in, day out. What does that look like practically? And, and how can you be, uh, I guess, how can you encourage our listeners today to, to kind of implement a, a similar strategy as far as being an encourager to others?
2: Well, I do think, you know, you hear a lot, well, that's, uh, you know, your spiritual gifts are X, Y, Z, and, you know, and I've been told before that, oh, your spiritual gift is uh, as an encourager, and I don't know if I'm in on that. I don't know if I buy that, you know, that the Lord is, is creating us. I do think, obviously, that we have our gifts and things we are good at and our passions and the things we want to pursue. I think that is laced by the Lord. I I, I believe that, but... I do think, for me, I feel better when, first of all, I see people in their best way. Mm. So when I see somebody who has a little spark of an ability to do a certain thing, whether it be play the drums or speak in front of a microphone or a dancer or whatever, there's so many people that are telling all of those people that you can't and I've been there and I've been told I can't that there aren't enough saying you can and wow I saw this so if I if I if it's authentic and it's true and I see something and I'm gonna say it so I'm gonna tell somebody like I just had a conversation the other day with this woman who is a broadcaster and she's you know she's at a crossroads in her career and I see excellence in her but she's she's not there yet so I can be honest about that but she's not hearing that part. She's only hearing about the mistakes and the issues and the problems that she may be running into the challenges. She's not hearing like, wow, but in the middle of all that there's excellence. And so if I see that and I have access to that person, I point to express that because I don't think enough people do that. And I don't think that's just because I've been gifted the ability to be an encourager. I just think I've because I, I wasn't always like that. Yeah. I didn't used to do that when I was growing up. You know, I didn't do that. But as I've matured and as I've aged and I've looked at the world, and because probably because I went through a period as a young broadcaster where all you hear is negativity. Mm. All you hear is, oh, you're not good enough. You're, you, you don't have a deep enough voice. You," All these things that, you know, are just coming at you is like whenever somebody would say a positive word, uh, it was just like sad for the wound, you know, and I, I latched on to that. So maybe that's why I feel so strongly about that because when I, I – and I don't make it up either. So the other part is there can be people that are kind of full of it, you know, and mm. they just they just spray all this positive <laughs> nonsense on people. But they don't – it's not authentic, sure. and I think people can sniff that out, and I don't – that's not what I do. I, I mean, if I don't have great things to say or I don't believe you can be – a Major League Baseball announcer, I'm not going to say you can, in my opinion. I'm going to say, no, Here are the here's why you can't, here's how you can. You know, that's kind of my take on encouraging people, and especially on Twitter and social media, there's just not enough of it. I mean, yeah. the history of the world has always been, uh, you know, the old saying, squeaky wheels gets the grease. It's always been a critical nature. Crit- criticism is easy to publish and easy to spew. Um, it makes us feel better in a, in a dark way, and so i 've tried to avoid that
1: man no, it 's such an encouragement to uh, to hear that and, and just just to really just be aware of it to, to, to be intentional about encouraging others, people we work with, people we interact with throughout the day uh, and, and just you know being, being thankful in many ways, but then encouraging them and seeing something good in them and letting them know, not just thinking it to ourselves yeah. but actually verbally telling them. Hey, you did a great job with this, or you're great at this, and uh, man, it can make a difference in someone's life, and, and really the trajectory of their life can change in many ways, just from an encouraging word, it's, it's that powerful. So, good stuff from Brian Anderson, here on Unpacking It, he's a broadcaster for Turner Sports, and, and covers basketball, and, and baseball, and golf, and does a little bit of everything, and does a great job uh, with it. I always love to, to hear from our, our guests what what God has been maybe doing in your life recently. What What's he been teaching you? What What's something that maybe you've been studying mo- most recently? What, what's what been on, on your heart, Brian?
2: Well, I think, um, you know, really for the first time in my career at this level, you know, I dealt with a lot of hardship coming up, uh, made it to a certain level, and then kind of had a smoother ride for a while. And then there's been a few bumps on the way, so I think, you know, I don't know if uh, it 's all by design, I have no idea i don't i don 't know if I could back that up uh, with scripture, but I do know it 's an area that you know I need to improve upon is how I deal with any kind of scenario that 's not working to my advantage in my career. you know how much stake am I putting in my career you know i 'm getting older now i 'm getting i 'm almost fifty, so i 've got two years until my fiftieth birthday. What does my career look like i 've been thinking about this a lot as As uh, Bob Ueckers talked about the end of his career, and we saw Vin Scully retire, and Marv Albert is, you know, potentially leaving at some point over the next handful of years. And so my generation is kind of being asked to replace all these legends. You know, that's a hard place to be. And so on one hand, you're like, yeah, why not me? And then on the other hand, I'm kind of thinking, well, why me? And so, you know, I'm in that position right now. So that's really what, what I've been diving into with with scripture and with my faith walk is how should I think about the next steps, trying to replace that worry and anxiety with thankfulness. So it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about just staying in the now and trying to serve people where you are right now. And uh, we're empty nesters now, my wife and I. So these are all things that you you start thinking about uh, the world in a totally different way when your kid goes to college. <laughs> wow! So I'm trying to not go so far that way, and trying to stay more in like today. Let's what what's today have to offer? What's this week have to offer? What can I be, and how can I be a better husband, father, broadcaster, coworker, all of that?
1: Oh man, that's awesome! And and I want to ask you too, and we'll maybe uh, end it on on this note. Uh, you mentioned your your daughter going off to to college. Now I'm on the other side of things. My, my wife is is due with our first child, and it's a daughter, and her name is actually Maddie. And so I, I understand <laughs> your your daughter. Her, she goes by Madeline.
2: She's a Maddie. She, she, yeah, Madeline's her name. She goes by Maddie. And uh, uh, yeah, you're like you you, you totally are. Um, you know, in the next phase, which is you know when you start thinking about your life in phases, it's so weird because we never think about that like when we're kids, right? And so now you are and you you're going to have those anxieties i'd say especially for you right now just the thoughts of a potential high school graduation one day college marriage they're so far off and yet they create so much anxiety in a dad's life uh and that'll never stop so you know it's a it's a great ride enjoy the ride and congratulations on that and um it's a completely you know you'll you'll be able to understand why you get so much advice right now <laughs> because those of us who have lived through it, we wish we'd had probably done it better, or different, you know, and so that's our only way we can cope is we just start bombarding uh, new parents with advice, which I am always trying to be aware of and say, I need to stop talking to these people about how raising a child, because <laughs> <No, laughs> no. you're going to have to just go through it, man. It's, you, it's your walk and your perspective. I do believe in mentoring. I do believe uh, we don't, tap into the older generation enough. You know, for me, tapping into somebody who is, you know, my parents' age and above, and for you, somebody my age, you know what? We don't do that enough. That Mm. was a sacred uh, thing back in Hebrew days. And I mean, the Old Testament's full of that mentoring and passing down. And I don't think we do that enough. I think we get stuck in our own holes and our own world, and we kind of just lose sight of of the path that others have walked in front of us because they're leading, learning by example and we're ignoring the path that those ahead of us walked uh, in older generations. And so that's a huge problem with our society. And we can't fix all of society, but we can fix ourselves and we can make sure we're not going to be those kind of people.
1: No, it's good. And actually, I, I've been w- desiring the advice and the, and the wisdom. And so so I've been asking my, my guests recently for that advice. So so I appreciate it. And uh, that's, a, that's a good word. Uh, from brian anderson so man brian so great to catch up with you really appreciate you being a part of the show today and and just love uh the work that you do on the on the floor or as a broadcaster and uh but but more importantly appreciate your heart and, and just your encouragement uh to me today and, and to all of our listeners so, so thanks so much
2: all right bryce always great to be with you man god bless you
1: thanks so much for being a part of unpacking it today He's Brian Anderson, Turner Sports broadcaster and the TV voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. And and just, man, love talking to him. What an awesome guest. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Up next, we'll wrap up the show with Unpack This about Lamar Jackson. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's Unpacking It.
0: Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More unpacking it with bryce johnson after this
1: this is unpacking it i'm bryce johnson it's time for our final segment of the day we call it unpack this where i take a current sports story and relate it to the bible and our own lives so let's jump right in Last season, Baltimore Ravens QB Lamar Jackson started seven games and rushed 147 times for 695 yards. However, as successful as Jackson was rushing the ball, there is a concern that a QB running the ball too much is not sustainable. Michael Vick, who understands the toll it takes on a QB, shared the following wisdom and warning for Jackson in an interview with ESPN.com, saying, With quarterbacks, we're not used to getting hit all the time. When we do it, it can either get you into the game or it can shake you up a little bit. It's not like a guy sitting in the pocket. You run the risk of getting injured. I'm not saying that that should deter Lamar or scare him. I'm just saying proceed with caution. Now, this is sage advice coming from a player who understands the desire to run and make plays while also realizing the dangers. Vic is leveraging his experience, and hopefully, Jackson hears the message to proceed with caution. Likewise, we've all been given plenty of warnings throughout our lives, and some we take to heart, and others we blow off. Unfortunately, it's easy to respond with, ah, that won't happen to me, or "Ah, I've got it under control, it won't be a problem. The truth is, though, warnings and advice are given to protect us. It's up to us to be wise and humble enough to listen and proceed with caution. The Bible is filled with warnings and wisdom so that we can live a fulfilling life found in Jesus. God created us and is all-knowing, so it's in our best interest to follow His Word. The Bible says pride ends in destruction, humility ends in honor, and says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Today, let's learn from those who have gone before us and let's listen to the Lord's leading each day instead of thinking we've got it all figured out on our own. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins, he was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, channel Two Eleven.